the Stitch Please podcast will be taking a winter hiatus until January. But in the meantime, we will not leave you hanging. We've got some beautiful new episodes coming up just in time for the holidays. The new series, Stitching Holiday Traditions, are first-person narratives from members of the Black Women's Stitch community. These are first-person special dispatch stories from women in the Black Women's Stitch sewing community who are graciously sharing the stories of their family traditions with us. Each of them has a beautiful and unique story that we think you'll appreciate learning about as they talk about the ways that their sewing crafty and creative lives intersect with the ways that they celebrate the holidays. So prepare yourself to have a really great time as we wrap up 2021. Greetings to all who are joining us today on the Stitch Please podcast. My name is Martha, also known as Gotti Child. If you follow me on social media, one should expect to see a little bit of everything. My family, my travels, my life, but most of all, my journey as a curvy sewist. I'm honored to be sharing with you some of the holiday traditions that we partake in in our Gotti Financial at home. A little bit about myself. I am a Gotti woman born in New York City. My parents migrated to the United States from Livingston, Guatemala, Central America. My husband is from Trinidad and Tobago, and we are raising two children here in Maryland. Garifuna people are the descendants of indigenous Arawak and Africans who inhibited the island of St. Vincent until we were exiled by the British in 1797. Uh, My ancestors survived the attempted genocide and created settlements along the coasts of Honduras, Guatemala, Belize, Nicaragua, and can still be found in parts of St. Vincent. When Lisa reached out to me about the series, I had to admit that I had to do a little double take because the holidays seemed to have snuck up on me. Uh, it, w- it was just January, like two months ago. I'm, I'm convinced. Like uh, a whole year has passed by and I- I'm just not ready <laughs> to accept that fact. The blessing is that my daughter jumps into the holiday spirit with both feet starting on Thanksgiving week because it usually falls around the same time we're celebrating Garifuna Settlement Day in Livingstone, which is November 26th. Um, This is a day we celebrate the survival of culture and people, and we find ways to honor our ancestors. Um, We truly carry this high energy with us pretty much until the new year begins. So we've already started the festivities way before Christmas. And so by the time Christmas comes, I feel like, okay, we're here, you know, the energy is just bubbling and we're at an ultimate high. You know, one of the, it's really one of my favorite times to spend back home uh, because there truly is no, no words that can describe a Christmas morning in Livingstone. You know, growing up, um, I had uh, the pleasure of uh, being in my grandmother's house, which is right by the beach. So it's having a front seat to the start of the festivities, which begin at the break of dawn. You know, um, traditionally what happens is that there's a reenactment of how we, um, how our ancestors came to the island. And so what happens is that there are canoes that go out way before everybody gets up. And so in the morning, as dawn is coming upon us, the entire Garifuna community is finding their way to the beach to in, in their traditional clothing and uh, singing and, and just joyful, 
calling out for the canoe to come back to, to come back and the canoe has our traditional dancers and drummers and they're in the canoe doing a call and response it is so beautiful to witness um and it is something that I, I i always cherish the memory because i don't think that i don't remember I, the first time i remember being able to go for Christmas, I was already in my late teens, but I already knew what to expect because of how my parents had prepared me, uh, you know, here in the United States. You know, even though we were, uh, you know, not able to go to, for Christmas every year, my mom and my dad made sure to tell me and share their memories of what it was growing up and what those experiences were that I was able to just attach my own experiences to theirs and grow it even more. And so I do the same thing with my children. And so, you know, in continuing the traditional oral tradition, I, I tell them of the story of the first time of seeing the canoes making their way back from the sea, bringing in the drummers and the singers to meet those of us who are impatiently waiting on the beach. And my kids are like, this is what happened? So I already know that now they're curious so that when the, the day does come in which we'll be able to do that, that it won't be strange to them because they know that that was my experience. You know, trying to figure out what the what my favorite aspect of our tradition is is kind of hard because I love it all. There's nothing there's nothing that I don't love about being Garifuna, and so therefore is is trying to think of okay, what 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 is it that I, you know, what what about Christmas? What what is it that is so Garifuna during Christmas? And I must say, it's got to be seeing the group of Wanaragu dancers making their way through the crowd. Uh, Wanaragua. Um, more commonly known, I guess, in the diaspora as Junkunu or Mascaro. Mascaro meaning mask in Spanish, um, is a warrior dance. And so therefore it speaks to my spirit. I don't know what it is, but I tell you, I, I feel like that is it's who I am and it speaks to me in the way, you know, the drumming, the, the, the dancing, the boldness, the boldness of the colors and the costume, you know, and, and maybe it's the story. It's also the story that's behind it. It's not just the dance, you know, according to Garifuna tradition, you know, shared generation through generation told to me by my grandmother you know told to me by my by my parents and as i share those stories with my children um the wanaragu dance is uh is a reenactment of when we were fighting the british in saint vincent and our uh you know one of our known garifuna chief uh known to all as chatuye um, developed a strategy where the men would disguise themselves in the women's clothing in an effort to trick the British into thinking that the village was unprotected. You know, this is war. This is a strategy of war. And so before the British realized what was happening, the Garifuna warriors overpowered them and won the battle that day. And so today when we dance Guanaragu is that's what that is, is, is a celebration and a reminder of the time that the Garifuna tricked the British and won. You're listening to the Stitch Please podcast and the special edition episodes about stitching holiday traditions. 
We'll return to the story after this break. The Black Women's Stitch 2020 wall calendar is bigger and blacker than ever. Not only is the calendar about 15% larger than last year's calendar, it still remains jam-packed with so much wonderful history about Black women's history, sewing history, and activist history. There's also a wonderful new feature in this year's version, and that is the quarterly pattern release. At the beginning of every quarter, you'll find original images from Black women artists. The patterns are available as a PDF download, allowing you to resize them to the needs of your project. Order your copy of the Black Women's Stitch 2022 wall calendar at blackwomenstitch.bigcartel.com and we will help you get your stitch together. And now we'll return to Stitching Holiday Traditions. Thanks for listening. You know, today the dances. Mm, typically done by the men, but I've seen some amazing female dancers hold their own, you know, I, uh, it, it, not just in the dancer, but even in the drumming. And I love to see it all. The costume is, it consists of like a huge, uh, you know, a very big feathered headdress, very colorful. It looks like a crown. And then the dancers also wear this painted wire fire, uh, face mask, and, uh, you know, and I used to always laugh because the face mask is is funny to me because the face mask looks like a, a person with a very sharp nose. That's how they paint the, the mask, a person with a very sharp nose and a mustache and stuff. And I was like, well, they must have thought that our women were ugly or something, because why does this mask look like this? But, you know, is the play on that is is the trickery, you know, that speaks to me. And then if you look at if you look at what the dancer is wearing, it pays in homage to many of our traditional um, uh, Garifuna clothing. So if you look at Garifuna clothing, uh, we typically favor uh, gingham or checkered fabric. Um, and so the uh, Wanarugu dancer is his head tie. Because we also wear a lot of headscarves. Traditionally, the elder women of the town usually have their head wrapped, you know, in their head wraps and stuff like that for our traditional dances. And this is what the men do, too. So because, again, they are in costume. The, the, is a trick. And the, one of the biggest uh, distinguishing, um, I guess, elements of the Wanarugu dancer is this, um, is, is this rattle. It's kind. It's, it's kind of like a rattle. It's, so it's, it's, it's a tie that they add to their knees so that it makes a sound. It's made with cowrie shells, and it makes a sound every time they dance because the dance is very elaborate. It's one of our most elaborate dances in our Garifuna tradition, and is a is a play is a play with the drums and the song, and then also the sound of the shells as they as they as they do this really expressive dance and you know and i i encourage everyone who's listening to go on the internet go on youtube you know and seek out and look at this dance you'll see that it's done not just by the garifuna people it is it's so african in 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 nature that you bahamas does it um they have a junkunu festival you'll see uh there's competitions in belize you know so you'll see many costumes and you there's so many videos out there that I encourage you go look at it is and and maybe what I do is uh, uh I'll send a video so that um Lisa can also post it is really 
just a joy to see and 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 just the colors it's just so bright i I think that maybe that's the reason why I love wearing bright colors it It is truly inspired by the culture, you know my sewing always takes and leads to the bold you know that's where that's what speaks to me that bold fabric, the colorful fabric I'm truly truly credit that to uh, a lot of the Garifuna traditional wares that we do and the dances and how expressive it is. And so therefore I can't help myself, right? Isn't that what makes me who I am? And so I feel like that is what influences me and influences my sewing. And then just, you know, these traditional ways just speak to me in a way that that's what I, I kind of tend to lead to. And so, you know, before kids and school schedules and full-fledged adulting, I used to be in Guatemala from settlement day until at least after Christmas, just so that I can really enjoy and partake. And so one of the things is, how do I then do that while I'm here in the United States? Because I can't make it to Guatemala every Christmas, even though I try, you know, but, you know, is that, that's why it's, it's important and it empowers me to introduce many of these aspects of my Garifuna traditions to our children during the holidays. So the kids already know that this is the season, that the YouTube playlist is basically set to all videos from home to keep them familiar to the streets that they played on when they have had um, the chance to go back to Guatemala and visit my mother, my mom and dad. Um, so that, you know, even blasting my traditional Garifuna music while I'm sewing so it doesn't sound foreign to their ears when they finally do make it um, back home. Um, you know, speaking into existence, you know, next Christmas, we're going to be over there. So these are some of the things that we do in our home. You know, my crafting room is always full of good intentions during the holiday season, but I decided long ago not to engage in making presents for anyone. Like, it, 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 it does me no good. I'm I'm not here for that kind of pressure. But it is the time that I am most inspired to pull out my gingham fabric, my madras fabric, you know, any of my plaids, any of my checkered fabric, because I'm already in the mood and in that mode in which I'm thinking, oh, what would this look like? Let me get ready for Christmas. You know, because that is what I see. This is what I grew up with. And so I want my children to see that. My children know uh, this is the time that mommy really is, you know, in the culture. She, We're going to wear traditional. This is where you're going to see mommy wearing her head wrap. They're going to see mommy wearing her traditional clothing, you know. And so the, this is this is how we celebrate it. You know, it is the reason why it's very important that, during the Christmas holiday, another aspect is the paranda. You'll see, you know, I'll play it and we make sure that if there's a, a show nearby that I'm taking the kids. Like if any Garifuna um, shows or uh, events are happening in the area, we usually do have a community here that have done in the past um, what shows. So you'll see some of our traditional dances, especially the Wanaragu, the Punta, the Paranda. So in order to, especially, they come during the holiday season. So I'm hoping that, you know, we're in a, we're in a set of new times, but I'm I'm hoping that this year that they'll come back 
so that I can take the kids. But this is how we celebrate. This is the energy that comes (laughs) in our home. And so uh, I thank you for taking the time to just listen and, you know, learn a little something new. And so from my house to yours, I'd like to um, wish you a happy holiday to each and every one of you who are listening today. Send in lighting love, Martha. You've been listening to Stitching Holiday Traditions, a special podcast episode of the Stitch Please podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Come back next time and we'll help you get your stitch together.